On this week's Global Flavors, we're having a taste of Malaysia. Malay food is strong and aromatic, combining the rich tastes of the many herbs and spices commonly found in Southeast Asia, and it really reflects the multi-ethnic makeup of its population. This week, I'm really delighted to have Azaroy Haja, the founder of the Mamak, a Malaysian catering lunchbox delivery service, and he's here to share his love for his native Malaysian food and also how his food story all started. It all started coming from a family who loves to cook. You know, we had uh, aunts and uh, relatives, so we held many family gatherings. And every family gathering would be centered around food. You know, everyone would bring their own dishes and stuff like that. So that's pretty much, I started off washing the dishes and then doing the prep work for them. And then you know, slowly, slowly going up through the ranks, you know. And uh, eventually that's, that's, how, that's how the passion started. That's great that your family nurtured that. You know, with, with my family, it was I wanted to help, them they'd be like, "Oh, don't! You'll get in the way." And <laughs> so, so like, so what sort of prep work did you used to do? Well, uh, it started off with peeling onions, you know, <laughs> the dirty work, you know, that kind of thing. You know, peeling onions, peeling garlic, you know, washing the rice, you know, all, all those kind of things. Yeah. And then uh, slowly, eventually, kind of like gain their trust, and you know. <laughs> Then you were allowed to hold the, the, the spoon and stir the dishes and stuff and like that. And then slowly cutting. And cutting and stuff like that, yep, yep. Yeah. How would you describe um, Malaysian cuisine then? If I had to describe Malaysian cuisine, it's a big melting pot of flavours. Uh, you have influences from the Malay culture, the Chinese culture, Indian culture, uh, the Borneo side of, of cuisines. So everything, it's, 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 uh, it's a very big melting pot of, of uh flavors that, that's combined yeah it, is it spicy or do you have a lot of spicy food in malaysian food that's the beauty of malaysian food i guess you have a very wide spectrum of, of flavors so you have from the very spicy to the very easy on the stomach kind of comfort food that you have yeah. so that's pretty much what how i would describe malaysian food yeah what makes malaysian food so unique to you mm-hmm. I guess the multiculturalness. Mm-hmm. When you were explaining that, it made me think, "Wow, that's a really unique kind of cuisine." Mm-hmm, correct. So, I guess what's unique about it is, is like for example, like uh, uh, how when back in the days when the immigrants from China they came, they, they brought their own uh, ingredients and techniques and stuff like that. So, one one example I could give you is like for example, like Tongyun, where when it came to Malaysia, uh, they used pandan leaves. And they use uh, shredded coconut, oh, and they wow. filled it with uh, palm sugar, and then it became uh, a dish on its own. Okay, the uh, tongyun. So f- for some of our listeners, I mean, in Chinese culture, we have it all the time, and it's that sort of uh, sticky rice dumpling, mm-hmm. and it's got like maybe sometimes it's sweet. It's got sesame filling inside, mm-hmm. or red bean, or or peanut. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- so in Malaysia, what uh, variation do you have? So we we have we have the same tongyun as well, but. How it kind of translated down the road was there was a, a dish, uh, a, say, uh, a sweet dessert kind of dish, without the soup. Oh, without the soup. Okay. Without the soup, yeah. Nice. And it's uh, it's a uh, like a mochi sticky ball with, oh, filled filled with yes. palm sugar and it's coated with uh, shredded coconut. What's it called? Uh, it's called onde onde. Onde onde. In in Malaysia, yes. Okay. And when do people normally have this dessert? Is it a special occasion or is it a, a, a typical dessert? It's a typical dessert all year round. All year round kind of thing. That sounds delicious. Mm -hmm. And what else makes um, Malaysian cuisine so unique in your opinion? Mm -hmm. 
Well, the other thing that I can think of is, is you know, like for example, like uh, in, in Malaysia, like like the Chinese cuisine, the Cantonese cuisine in, in Malaysia. So you have influences from from other cultures, like for example, like uh, the Tai Chao in, in Malaysia, right? So you have like the same techniques, same ingredients, but they borrow other ingredients from local cultures. Like for example, like uh, using chili, bird's eye chili, uh, curry leaves, curry powder, things which are not normally found in, in Cantonese cuisine, yeah. but you can find the same similar sorts of things in, in Malaysia. Amazing. Yeah. And is the food sort of uh, regional as well? What I mean is um, how something is cooked in one region, like Tao Guai Diu, for example, mm-hmm. in one region. Does it vary from region to region, the ingredients used, for example, those uh, fried noodles, uh, flat noodles? Uh, yes, yes. One example I could give you is like uh, we have this dish called uh, Hokkien Mee in Malaysia. So in the north, in Penang, in, in the north of, of, of uh, Malaysia, it's actually a broth. It's the soup-based noodles, oh. right? And then if you go further down to the south, we're in Kale. It's more of like a. It's the same name, but it's more of like a stir-fried uh, noodles on it. And no soup. And no soup. Yeah. So it's like a same same dish name, but completely different interpretation of it. Oh wow. Okay. So let's go to your own journey then, Roy. How did your own so now you have your own catering business. How did, did you always come from a family? You mentioned you come from a family of foodies. How did you fall into uh, your own business then? Well, it all started during the pandemic. You know, uh, I was based in Hong Kong. Um, I worked for 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 a local airline and during the pandemic because of the uh, lack of demand in travel, so we were put on ice. So I had my family here in Hong Kong. I had extra time. You know, I had to look for something to supplement the income. So that's why I started I, was, I started thinking, what what was I good at? That's amazing. <laughs> so did you always enjoy cooking mm-hmm. um, in order to start your own business? Did you always have ideas of wanting to start one? Or yeah. did you just sort of happen to, because of the time and because of the pandemic, have this opportunity? Well, it, it, the idea was always in the back of the head, but I never had the time or the the, the energy or the, uh, the opportunity to, to start something. So how we all started was we started cooking for ourselves. And then, you know, we had friends and family uh, around in Hong Kong. It's like, oh, hey, I want some of that, you know? And, uh, you know, one thing led to the other. And then through, just through word of mouth, uh, we suddenly realized there was a demand. And through that, we just slowly uh, upskilled the business, you know, then uh, got a company and then we signed on to a cloud kitchen. And then that's pretty much how, how, how it started. Yeah. yeah. What is a cloud kitchen? So a cloud kitchen is basically like a shared kitchen service. So there's no dining available, but uh, it's like a big space where it's like uh, split and divided into multiple kitchens. So each one does its own productions. Yeah. So and, that, and not related. So maybe some other people might rent that space for bakery or, 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 or desserts. Yes, correct, correct. Oh, wow, okay. And is there quite a big demand for cloud kitchens here in Hong Kong? Uh, I think there is because there are a lot of them which are opening up right now. You get like the big players like uh, in the city and then you have like uh, more more of them uh, appearing. Yeah. Roy, you you were talking just now, so you do delivery service. Is there a big demand for it? Do people sort of think, oh, I really want Malaysian food, and then do they sort of order? And um, what sorts of things do they order? Right, so so pretty much we we focus around like doing parties and and dinner services and and stuff like that. 
So, yes, there is. To answer your question, there is a big demand for it. And, uh, you know, it's something that because we keep it as authentic as possible, uh, we have our ingredients shipped from Malaysia. You know, uh, we do our own production of paste in, in Malaysia and we have them shipped over here. You know, uh, we also run like a, an online grocer selling Malaysian products. So, therefore, we are able to, to control the quality and uh, the, the type of ingredients that we use. So, for that, I think, you know, um, we have a pretty authentic menu that people just want to have. Excellent. Well, maybe in next week's episode, we can talk a little bit more about some of the typical ingredients used in Malaysian cuisine. And maybe we'll also learn a few of your childhood.